What's up, friends? It is Tuesday night. My name is Adam, and it's my joy to be one of the pastors at First United Methodist Church, and we are kicking off a three-week series of live streams uh, based on a book that we're going to be talking about, John Mark Cromer's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. So if you are uh, listening to this uh, in audio form uh, on another night, we want to welcome you. If you are watching this via video uh, later on this week or whenever, I want to thank you for doing that. You know, one of the ironies that we had is uh, in trying to get us to be less busy to give you one more thing to do. So we're trying to give this uh, a couple different ways to be accessed when it's convenient for you. But enough from me. I want to bring on my co-hosts for the evening. First up, she'll be with us all three weeks. She is uh, a neighbor of mine. She is oddly a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh, and she has many other excellent qualities, which you will discover over the next few weeks my good friend morgan ryan full disclosure i am also a huge chiefs fan <laughs> there we go there we go equal opportunity <laughs> equal opportunity morgan thank yes. you so much for being here and let's get thank mitch you for on having me you are welcome well, let's get mitch on here and then we'll let you guys tell the people a little bit about yourselves also joining us after giving just a bang-up sermon on sunday kind of making me feel heat a little bit is my good friend, one of the other pastors at our church, <laughs> Mitch B. What's up, guys? Good to see you Hello. all. So we got some folks signing in on Facebook. Sarah Murphy is here. We're so glad. Sarah Owen, excuse me. Uh, Carol Smith, good to see you as well. And so if you are chiming on with us on Facebook, we'd love to know, how would you spend a day where you had a clear calendar? So like Friday, we just found out that my wife's school district won't have school. So it's like this, this gift, right? <laughs> this day where we don't have anything going on suddenly. And so if that were to be the case with you, how would you spend your day? Hmm. Who wants Maybe. to go first? <laughs> right. You guys, you guys know I love school. baseball. And I like playing baseball like a kid. So like my perfect day would be to get to play a little ball, like play ball, uh, play baseball with kids, like get a bunch of kids together and just have so much fun until they're all like smoked and tired. Right. And they're just, they go out in the outfield and then the big kids play and you do like home run derby and the kids in the outfield shagging the balls and throwing them in and, uh, and doing that. And I try to do that as often as, uh, as weather and time allows. And so the perfect day is when you can get uh, adults and kids together um, with free time at an open ball field and uh, just uh, like pick up baseball. It's way more complicated than pick up basketball. There's like a lot more things you need. Sure. You need a bunch of people too. That's excellent. Yeah. Rich. Lou Marchbank. Hello. We're glad you're with us. She said, I'd put away the Christmas decoration. <laughs> yes. Salute. Salute to you. What you about just got him up early, Lou. That's right. <laughs> what about you, Morgan? How would you spend a day where you said had a clear calendar? Um, so that's not something I think about often because our calendar is always jam-packed with things. Um, but I would definitely just want to have some quality time with my kids, uh, preferably in nice weather outside, um, somewhere quiet. There's not a lot of peace in my days normally. So anything that is relaxing and calm would be just Great. I might go watch Mitch's baseball game. That sounds really kind of fun, yeah. too. That sounds calm for me. I wouldn't be playing, so. You guys can team up. That's good. Yeah. Well, I just kind of 
burst right in here. Uh, Morgan, tell tell the folks just a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a Carney lifer. I've been here forever. Um, have not been a member of the church forever, though, only for the past, mm, I don't really know, five, six years maybe. Um, but I love it, and I love being involved. I've been involved in children's ministry there. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom to a three-year-old and a nine-month-old, and I am always on the go and have too much hurry in my life. We talked, and this was a this concept kind of came at a good time for you. So we'll get more into that. Yes. And Mitch, uh, tell tell the folks a little bit about you if they don't know already. Well. I- Morgan and I are kindred spirits with the um, stay at home, stay at homeness. I was a, a SAD, as the acronym, stay at home dad. Um, the H is silent. And uh, with that, with that, I did that for uh, five years, got my um, kids up through uh, in both into school and have been uh, taking bigger parts in. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Bigger parts in ministry at our church um, ever since then as, as time frees up and time allows. So um, definitely, definitely um, reminiscing of the good times that Morgan's living in, and uh, and all I don't want to relive them, but um, I can appreciate where she's been. Well, very good. Um, on Sunday, our subject was noise. And Mitch, if I recall you kind of cast that as things that compete for our attention. So we'd love to hear from all our Facebook buds as well. What are some of the sources of noise that you encounter? Uh, so how, how do those tend to uh, surface for you both? So, yeah, it's always been, um, it's always been kind of a joke of mine, especially, um, and I know Morgan can relate and lots of folks out there on Facebook can relate too of, um, with with raising kids and anytime you have very very small children around you're only you're only ever um the best you could ever be is like 80 percent focused on anything because you always have an ear and an eye and and it's you kind of you kind of become um able to function maybe not at a super high level but in this constant state of of distraction and Mm -hmm. um you know that's where that's where i've often found myself so everything um can get a little bit of my attention. It's hard for me to give a hundred percent focus to anything. I agree with that 100%. Just in my meeting with Adam, um, talking over some of this stuff, I joked to him that I was watching both of my children, one on each baby monitor in different rooms. Um, so even though I was meeting with him, I was still distracted by something else. And, um, there's a part in this book where he's talking about, um, the different noises and, I literally wrote in my book, um, right now I'm listening to my husband's phone and my baby crying as I'm reading this book. Um, because even then I wasn't fully focused and there's just so much. And a big noise for me is technology. I lose a lot of focus to social media. And I know that that is very common among my generation. So mm-hmm. that was, that was going to be meant too. I don't know when you all get your your screen don't don't we get our screen time reports mm-hmm. at like about i think it's around nine or nine thirty on a sunday yeah so sunday I'm at church and i hear the me and i'm like oh no <laughs> i don't want to face it <laughs> do we want to have a competition live on the internet yeah we could we could i don't i don't want to i don't want to 
no. So a familiar face for us too, I know. Ashley, we're glad you're with us. Stay-at-home parents work harder and hurry more than anyone on the planet. That's right. Thanks, Mom. That's, that's right. Mama's, <laughs> mama's love. Uh, Christy says that uh source of noise for her mm. is kind of revolves around the kitchen. Food, dishes, grocery shopping. Right as soon as one meal ends, the prep for one another might begin, or certainly the cleanup does uh, from the previous one. She says she doesn't mind cooking. It's just everything else a lot of time. That's absolutely right. Um, so, Mitch, I thought Sunday was a really good... Um, cross-section. I have also thought a lot about you being um, you being fooled. I guess um, I there was a Slack commercial that runs on NFL games. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Slack. It's another messaging platform. And people online were complaining about exactly what you were, is that they use the Slack noise on the commercial. And so people were like checking their stuff. And I just, mm. that's going to stick with me for a little while. I appreciated you pointing that out. I, my uh, my youngest, my my eight year old, uh, the Slack commercial was on in the, during the NFL game on Sunday. Go Chiefs! And uh, it was talking about post editing your your message, right? And oh. my eight year old said, "Why didn't you just write it right the first time? <laughs> like, don't hit send, just type it right." There you go. So yes. it'll be interesting with the next generation. We can have him on the live stream next week. For more, for more social media tips. <laughs> so on Sunday, we read from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. So I want to get that out here for us. Uh, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Mitch, you pointed out kind of some of the key words here being weary and burdened. And we define them like this. Weary, being exhausted in strength, endurance, vigor, or freshness, and burdened, carrying a burden, heavy laden, or encumbered. So I just thought I'd ask you both, you know, what's what's the difference between these to you? Are they synonymous? Is there kind of some, some difference to you? What do you all think? I think that's totally up to your opinion. Um, I feel like, um, according to those definitions, that weary is more physical um, and burdened is more mental, um, just based on what those specific definitions say. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain much more of what I mean by that. Oh, I, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm queuing you up here for a little quote. I think that's really insightful. What do you think, Mitch? Um, the 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 weary um, weary I think is kind of a long tired kind of a um, with the exhaustion and the loss of your freshness and vigor, and it can kind of go on and on. And, um, I think the way, uh, burdened almost is like, maybe you're not even moving, right? Like you can, you can move, you can move along weary, but you're, you're, um, you're not moving at a very good pace and stuff like that. And just weighed down and burdened means like, uh, to me, it's almost like there's so much that you can't even, you can't even progress. It's too encumbered. It's too encumbered. Too, um, so it's it's more of an exaggerated weary. You know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Burden. You're that one. You're a couple straws before that. The the weary, crawl weary has, early on. 
Yeah, the crawl has screeched to a halt. See, that's why I love these these live streams is getting perspective from people. Um, I, I I liked how on Sunday the point was, listen, Jesus is calling everybody because there's almost no one who isn't either weary and or burdened. Um, I thought that was a really good point. And I think this is really coming at a good time for us in our little corner of Missouri because I, you know, Morgan and I were talking a little bit beforehand. I just, the weariness from COVID and winter weather and sick, and it's just been a heavy, I think that's part of why, um, that's part of why it's so fun to escape all that for three and a half hours and watch football, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, just give us something to celebrate these next couple of weeks. I really hope they keep it going. I don't want to get too much into it. I got my I got my shirt. I got my cup. So, you know, this, this isn't the Chiefs podcast here, but I just think that's part of why this is also even more well received, is because of the general weariness. So, we're here. To, we're here to hear more from you all than me. But I thought that was a great point today. Christy said that to her burden is really weighed down, or just taking on too much, uh, and, and almost a discouragement in in terms of weary. So, appreciate everybody chiming in. Um, and, and one thing I think is worth pointing out, you know, we might not recognize this language of yoke, right? That's kind of agricultural. Um, the yoke is what they would put on two ox that were sharing a plow. So I love this image of Jesus kind of being yoked with us, helping shoulder these things. We'll talk right. more about that in the coming weeks. Um, Ashley says, and holidays make us all weary too. That's right. And it doesn't snow before Christmas. It only snows after we don't even get all the fun. So <laughs> yeah, we're coming off a, a busy time and there's just a lot of weariness going around. Um, and so to kind of cut through some of this noise, cut through the weariness and into refreshment, how do we do that? Well, another thing we looked at was Luke 5, 5, 16. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So we see that this should be something we should imitate. So I'd love to hear from you all and our Facebook buds. What are some of the obstacles to us imitating Jesus? Noise. Like mm -hmm. that's just right there. Um, we, um, um, in the book, Comer talks about um, like being an intern of Jesus um, rather than, um, I'd have to find exactly where it is. Um, but it's basically, you know, being more, more intentional and um, not allowing those limits to the obstacles to get in the way, um, which we have a really hard time with. We are also into all of the noises. You know, we hear our phone ping and we instantly have to look at it, even if we're doing something else or, you know, there's there, the obstacles are just everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. And that has really made an impact on how we in turn under Jesus. I like that. Uh, and does he use the word apprenticing? Is that? Is it apprentice, not intern? Sorry. Oh, I, need yeah, to I think, it all, I think you're right. Good. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember. Yeah. It's, it's like the image of like when you go to steak and shake or something and you've got yes. the, the one waiter or waitress kind of shadowing the other one. Yes. Uh-huh. Sorry. I, I only think, read I the book twice. I didn't memorize it yet. I think interning is even better. Uh, I, I, I should put that on. We should put that on our name tags at church. Jesus intern. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about noise being some of them. 
Mitch, what have you found are some obstacles to trying to imitate this pattern of Jesus? Uh, uh, like um, lack of lack of internal grace, right? Especially with when it comes to relating to those to those noises. Whenever um, it's hard to it's hard to quiet the mind, calm the mind, um, and take this take the stature and presence of of listening, of not talking, not speaking, not um, you know, not not making noise, you know, you can't make more noise and, um, and listen. And then, and then if, the more you try on that, the more almost you get heightened to the frustration of those noises mm. around you. So, um, so if I can, if I can focus, if I can find, I can focus on increasing my grace, increasing my, uh, commitment to, uh, to having that grace and that patience and, um, some of that, um, that uh, leisure of spirit, I can uh, maybe block out some of that noise. But that's that's one of those obstacles. Uh, sorry. Another thing that I um, noted in the book as really standing out to me was um, when Comer talked about limitations, he said that they're not all bad because that's where we find our grace um, for our um, God's will for our lives. Um, and he also, he said that our biggest limitation is time and that's mm. really, um, because no matter how many hours are in the day, if we, we always say, you know, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time, but even if we had more hours, we would just cram them full of more stuff. So, right. um, that's just all on us. Yeah, I likened it to like, um, we're also like just us as humans mismanage our resources. And if our most valuable resource is time, right. why would you, why would you give the great mismanagers of resources more of a, the most valuable resource? <laughs> right. I, I just find more ways to fill it up with Chiefs highlights from Sunday. Um, I'll add, I'll add a log to this, to this fire. Uh, and I hope this isn't, I don't know, disturbing to hear someone who should be spiritually responsible say this. I think sometimes the an obstacle to this pattern of Jesus is personality type. I don't like to be alone and quiet. Like this is not where that's not very fulfilling for me naturally. My so, mom's about to comment, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley and I talk almost like basically every Sunday. And that to me is where how I get filled up. So I think sometimes. Uh, some of the obstacles are getting beyond your personality preference mm -hmm. uh, and still embracing because we wouldn't tell an introvert. Well, it's, we wouldn't say that they're excused from being a part of the greater body or whatever. Right. But I feel like I want to make my little excuse because, well, that's not, that's not what fills me. So I think sometimes actually the opposite of your preference can be still very good for you. And for me, that's an obstacle. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, I agree with I agree with that for sure. Do we, Amy O'Hare? Good to see you, friend. Hey, Amy. Very good. Uh, we have. When you're we, talking oh, strengths, Adam. What's that? I said when you're talking strengths out there, I think a major obstacle is anybody who's got achiever anywhere in like the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, set being still. Yep. Is not yep. accomplishing. That's right. Yeah, what what did you accomplish today? Silence. Like nobody checks that off. Yeah, that's this is great. We got some we discussions heating up. Trisha <laughs> from a little bit ago said she likes apprentice because intern has an end date 
but apprentice is like a longer term thing. I thought I that was a cool observation. Yeah. Again, it's worth clicking again, Amy. Great to see you. Uh, my boy Kim, he says obstacles for him, electronics, video streaming, automobiles. Ah, he says it was quieter uh, in, in his time. That's interesting. Here's Mama chiming in. Morgan can't be alone and I can't get enough alone time. Oh, that's a bad combo. Oh, now I see what you were saying. I'm that's called crazy. out. <laughs> oh, Shauna's popping on. Good to see you, friend. She says the biggest obstacle is yourself. And that's kind of what we've been, I think, dancing around a little bit. I'm trying yep. to, you know, we're trying to find gracious ways to admit this on the internet, right? In front of our friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th I think we could each make a long list. And so after these, after all of our excuses, right? And we've we've each kind of named some of those. You know, how does it? How can we model this? And what does it actually look like to try and withdraw and and have this pattern like Jesus did in his life? What do y'all think? We have to learn to say no to things, um, even if that just means saying no to ourselves, not necessarily to something that someone else is asking us to do, but. No, Morgan, put your phone down, you know, make the time to be in the word or to do this um, and to do the things that are important and spend that time in prayer or, you know, whatever it may be. I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> yeah, so. I appreciate you saying that. Well, and, the you know, the irony is, hey, Morgan, will you help me host a live stream? Right. I mean, even that had its own, you know, mm -hmm. level of commitment to talk <laughs> about committing less to other things. Right. Um, right. Just a little shout out to what we're going to talk about on Sunday is it, some of this comes back to prioritization. That's kind of the next step in some of these practices. But enough about that. I'd say start small. Right. Start with just small. Mm -hmm. Just start with a small piece. Just get a small victory. Um, and with that, you know, you can build and grow on that. Say you, you know, say you dread the alarm going off every morning at 630 or whatever it is. Well, Dial it back to 625 and see if you can get, see if you can make it up one snooze ahead of time and spend that time in silence or just start, start super small. Um, you know, I know uh, some folks just completely rely on their mobile calendar and they have all their calendars in one place and they can see all the calendars and the activities and stuff. And yeah, I would encourage you, I would encourage you to put, if you're, if you really are stuck to that calendar, put in put in your quiet time in there, put one in there so mm -hmm. that it, it'll remind you that it's coming up in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can make space for that. Well, in that way, and again, we'll talk about this in a week or two also to Morgan's point. Sometimes you got to get to your time before other people do. So if you've got something calendared, even if it's 15 minutes, when someone says, Hey, can you do blah, blah, blah over the lunch hour? You can be like, ah, something on my calendar. And people, people respect that no matter where you're at on planet Earth, right? Right. So some, some good good tips from the hosts here. I like this. <laughs> so another verse we read, um, I thought we had some excellent cross-sections of Scripture on Sunday. Uh, this comes from the story of Jesus in the boat. And so we'll read from there. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind him. They took him along just as he was in the boat. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now I'm going to pause at this point 
and talk about some of the irony of like reading this in your normal Bible voice, right? Like when we're at church or speaking or preaching, we just kind of read it. But I mean, I I don't think they were like, uh, Jesus, um, does it bother you if we drown? I mean, it would be like, don't you care if we drown, right? I mean, this is like things are happening. I loved when you said somebody had to quit bailing water to go wake up Jesus. So I just thought in a somewhat nerdy, dramatic reading fashion, like it's important to hear the humanity in the words, right? Teacher, care if we drown. Like, no, they were, they had to have been screaming their heads off. Anyway, <laughs> got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down. It was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And so the question for us, I think, as we, as we start to think about what, where to go with this, how can we get to the place of being calm in the storm? How can we access that same quality of spirit that Jesus had? What do y'all think? Mitch, I'm going to let you go first on this one. How can we get to the same quality of spirit that Jesus had? Mm-hmm. Well, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long road, I think. Um, but but it is, it is um, once again, it's like small steps. It's, it's not, um, you know, when you're in, when you're to really, to really know someone, you can increase, uh, you can kind of increase grace, right? Like, like um, who was it that said traffic, right? Traffic is noise and it bothers them, right? And if you've ever been like uh, tailgated by somebody, you're like, whoa, who's this crazy maniac? And then the stop sign, you're like, ah, it's Kevin. Hi, I know, you know, and then like you got this immediate grace because that mm-hmm. relationship, that relationship has been started. And I think, I think the more open-minded you can be about, uh, about relationships and your common connectedness to all of humanity, um, you know, we, we are relation, it, it isn't robots out there. There are other um, fallen, broken, faulted humans, just like you, the more grace you can have um, really opens up your, uh, your ability to achieve that quality of spirit. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, note from the scripture there, I also thought it was um, in, in reading this when you you know read something several dozen times, going through slowly and stuff. And I thought, I thought, you know, they were just kind of assuming he was yelling at the wind and the waves. Oh, maybe he was yelling. Why like, be still? Maybe everything became calm, right? Wind, waves, disciples, disciples. like everything was That's like. Good. I like that. Uh, Trisha said. Uh, a good jump start would be fasting, praying, and being tested in the desert for 40 days. So that would be kind of the other end of the start small spectrum, right? Just jive into the deep end. Go for uh, it. She also said uh, we should keep ourselves full so we can keep giving. Uh, that's what Jesus did when he went to pray in solitude. I like that. It's hard to give away that which you don't possess, right? appreciate your uh, insights, Tricia. What do you think, Morgan? Um, I think getting to a place of being calm in the storm um, – might just be finding the calm within ourselves, um, which could be finding that quiet time, um, finding the calm and um, spending the time having, just having faith that no matter what chaos and craziness is going on around you, like Jesus is the calm and 
will calm the storm and will take care of all of it as long as you have faith and you give it to him. Um, we can't. <laughs> um, there's, there's not, you know, we, we worry and we stress and we hurry and we do all these things when really so much of what we're worrying about is out of our control. And really he's the only one that has control over it. So I think just like realizing that and like telling ourselves that can help us get to a place of calm. And that's coming from someone with very bad anxiety and postpartum depression and all of the, the fears and the irrational, you know, craziness. So that's something that I'm working on, but so it's hearing myself say it is helpful to me too. Yeah. Well, now you've got your buds uh, supporting you in that. Yeah. Um, man, I was going to say something totally similar about we stress out about things we can't control. Um, almost every time we do, I've probably done in the past two years, probably 40 of these live streams. Okay. And every, t every week, about 6, 10, 6 o'clock, I'll go lay down and just try and get up for it because I'm constantly worried that we'll get on here and literally not one person will show up. Now, one, should that matter? I'm not sure. Two, that's never happened. But why do I do Why have I done that 40 times? That's, that's silly. I heard Seth Godin say once that anxiety is experiencing failure in advance. Ooh. Wow. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm a one-liner person. I, I, that stuck with me. And so why do we, to Morgan's point, stress out in advance and think about and be consumed by failure that hasn't happened yet that's out of our control? So that's that's one thing I've tried to do is worry about what I can have influence and input on and release the outcomes um, to be what they'll be. Um, so when you were speaking, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking along the same line. <laughs> Got some good yeah. comments here. Go ahead, Mitch. No, I was just say, you know, my my childhood, I'd have, you know, when you your whole life, right? You're, um, if anybody's out there like me that um, has a has a mother, you can really lean on and depend on, and you know, uh, seek counsel from and stuff. Shout I, out, you know, shout out, Cindy. Yeah, she uh, she'll let you vent, right? She's a good listener. She'll let you vent, and then she'll say, "This too shall pass," yeah. and it's like, yes. I need to embrace that. And that's, that's another calm in the storm. And if you, once you've heard it a thousand times, I think you, you get so, an opportunity to kind of embrace it of, yeah. of, okay. Okay. This too shall pass. Yep. Ashley agrees. Uh, Christy said uh, she's been learning some techniques about belly breathing and using your senses to detect what's around you. Take a time out and calm down. Appreciate you sharing uh, your experience. Like yep. Who loves some belly breathing? <laughs> I think all my breathing is belly breathing. Uh, Amy says, oh, hard one. This makes me think of this past Chiefs game. Shout out. When we had 13 seconds on the clock and it was really looking like we were done for. I think when everything around us is adding to the storm, like the boat waves getting harsh, clock running out, and down six points, it's hard to keep faith that what may we may visually be seeing doesn't always mean the outcome will be what we're expecting. Man. <laughs> insightful sports relevant i mean this has been the best live stream of all time um and and so really the the point from sunday was about reducing noise increasing our openness and sensitivity through intentional time 
with God, that can look a lot of different ways. Um, one of the things we kind of ended on was that hurry and love are incompatible. Uh, we joked beforehand, uh, everybody hold up your book. There we go. <laughs> so the, the, a lot of the content from our series is coming out of this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And so if that's, um, if you're thinking, well, how can I learn more about this? Or I'd like to keep going. You can carve out some quiet time to find out more through this amazing book. Um, Morgan's on her second time through it. And I think has been a timely uh, subject for a lot of folks from the feedback we've gotten. So just as people who have thumbed through this thing, um, is there anything else from the book so far? Morgan, show the people your, uh, show them your, 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 yeah, look at those. Look at those. I'm a, I'm an underlined guy. I've got a couple. Oh, I've got, there's all kinds of highlights and yeah. stuff in here too. Yeah. Right. It's, it's but pretty. Is there, is there any nuggets or anything we wanted to add from just the, the first couple of chapters that you guys wanted to, to add on to our discussion? Um, as far as the quote that you have on there right now, hurry and love are compatible. Um, Mitch, you mentioned something about this on Sunday, right? Yes. Can you yes. say what you said on Sunday? I mean, like. Well, our, uh, yeah. So Comer talks about um, being his, his worst moments as a, as a parent, a father, a pastor, um, all come in this time of haste, time of hurry, time of um, franticness. And, you know, I love that. I love that um, Dallas Willard quote when he, you know, early on there, he talks about, um, you know, that coming up short. Um, let's see. I got it underlined right here. Um, but it's it's fear and uh, fear and inadequacy um, and guilt. So so we hurry in this in um, this response to this fear and inadequacy mm -hmm. and guilt. And I think those are a couple uh key factors of kind of self um and can kind of get introspective and realize what's got you feeling the way you're feeling and kind of analyze some of that internal internal dialogue you got going on right i so like adam said i've read this almost twice through now and when he said that and i read what he said about being like a father and a pastor and you know making all of his um like the things that, you know, weren't so great always happened in a hurry. And just since Sunday, hearing you preach that, like I've heard it in a whole new way. And so anytime I caught like myself about to snap it, Stella, my three-year-old, mm. it was because I was in a hurry and I was rushing her to do something that, you know, she wasn't ready to do. Um, and same thing with my husband, like, you know, he wasn't doing things as quickly as I wanted him to or whatever. And that's just been, you know, Sunday, day, Monday, and now today. And I'm already like realizing that. So it's kind of hitting me in the face a little bit when it happens. Um, but there's another quote in here that um, Comer says, there's a reason people talk about walking with God, not running with God. It's because God is love, because this says hurry and love are incompatible. God is love. And in the Bible, I mean, every story you never hear, and this was mentioned on Sunday too, Jesus is not in a hurry. Yeah. Um, God, you know, everything is is in its own time, and it's it's not a fast thing we're we're walking this journey we're not we're not running and we're not going to get anywhere fast so dude excellent insights well done 
now that people know why Morgan had to be the co-host here. <laughs> it's true. Don't deflect. Don't deflect. Well, friends, I appreciate your time. Um, again, just a shout out. If you're looking for a next step, this is what we're going to be kind of talking about the next three weeks. The way we've organized the series is really about what are the spiritual roots of hurry. So noise, we're going to talk about idolatry next week, the acquisition of things. And then the third week, we're going to talk about production, the, the desire to do more and be more and always more, more, more. So th that's kind of how the series is going to um, wind itself out. Oh, AJ says, right on. Uh, Mama says, journey with God is the long haul. That's right. Trisha, thank you so much as well. It can be hard when God reveals to us the areas of our lives that aren't so great, but that's how God helps us grow and walk, not run, closer. Uh, so we appreciate you all joining us for our live stream. We're going to put this on a podcast audio form through our church feed, and uh, we'll have the video posted and sent out in the newsletter too. So if you caught us on another night other than Tuesday or whenever, we're glad you did. And we'll see you all next week, next week, next Tuesday at seven o'clock. Tell the people sayonara. Later. Thanks, Bye, everybody. Take care. <laughs>